Welcome to The Sheeple Show. This is the podcast where we try and understand what is actually going on in the world. My name is Andy Marley. And I'm Matt Smith, although you probably know a much more famous version. Let's do this. Now, yeah, before we uh, before we get into the weekly roundup, I was like, I will mention that there is a chirping sound in the background every time Matt speaks. Hopefully, I've managed to fix it out, like sort it out in the editing. If not, we apologise now, but we yeah. don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> I have a hunch it's the pet pterosaur of my next door neighbour. That could be it, but you never know. You never know. I've never seen the pterosaur. <laughs> just heard it. <laughs> no, I've never heard the pterosaur. <laughs> I've just dreamed. Right. Okay. So, so, I want to try something <clears throat> nice and fun with you. I did this the other day, and now it's your turn. Okay. So, I found an online quiz. Uh oh. And this quiz is a multiple choice quiz. Where'd you find and it? It's on the Washington Post website. Okay. So it's not quite Facebook. No, no, no. <laughs> so it is, will you fall into a conspiracy theory rabbit hole? That's the quiz. I mean, I can already tell you, probably. <laughs> That's exactly what I said when I was doing it, because I got my, my answer was absolutely 100% no. <laughs> it's part of the process, though, isn't it? If you want to actually know what you're talking about, you have to fall to the bottom of that rabbit hole and clamber out with some sense of normality left. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So it's six questions. And as I say, it's all um, multiple choice. So the first question is, which of the statements below is true? Okay, so Jeffrey Epstein, the billionaire accused of running an elite sex trafficking ring, was murdered to cover up the activities of his criminal network. President John F. Kennedy was killed by a conspiracy rather than a lone gunman. The FBI kept tabs on civil rights leaders, such as Martin Luther King Jr., attempting to find compromise in information and damage his reputation. Or, regardless of who is officially in charge of the government and other organisations, there is a single group of people who secretly control events and rule the world together. Which one's true, Matt? Oh, so, I mean, obviously they all have elements of truth to them. <laughs> I knew you were going to say but, that. Uh, You're going to say that for every I think, single question. To be honest, what was the first one? I think that's the most likely. Uh, the first one was um, Epstein was, uh, was murdered to cover up. That's the, the most likely, but then at the same time, that's not true either because we don't know <laughs> the same like the the second one talking about um fucking jfk like it, everyone knows it was a lone gunman whether there was a conspiracy or whatnot doesn't detract from the fact it was still a lone gunman yeah it was just Leon you know, was one there, on his own. if there was something behind that or whatever else it was still him you know what i mean like whatever motivated him it was still him and then what was the next one uh, that was the FBI kept tabs on civil rights leaders. So that I can King. actually imagine being true, uh, to be honest, because that's not something that's straight up like terrible. You know, keeping tabs yeah. on things like that is something that you would expect security agencies and whatever 
they know about various potential criminal threats before they happen because it's part of their job. But then at the same time, they may also be watching him to see if anyone around him is going to commit any violence or anything yeah. else or, you know, anyone opposing him or anything. It's too big of a melting pot to ignore. So I think that's the true one. Right. So is that your answer? That is my answer. Yeah. So I can tell you before I even press the button, that is the true one. Yes. So yeah, that is actually that did actually happen. The FBI did keep tabs on. Same with uh, Malcolm X and a few others as yeah, well. It just makes the most sense. Like it's not something that's uh, self-serving. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, yeah. It says here, according to the King Institute at Stanford University, the FBI wiretapped King and attempted to discredit King's standing among financial supporters, church leaders, government officials, and the media. Mm. Threaten the okay. status quo. I mean, anything like that is going to be something they have to keep an eye on. That's it. So, question number two. Um, so, d- 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 can you pick the true statement? The all, can you pick the true statement? Mm-hmm. So, Republicans cheated their way to win the 2000, 2004, and 2016 presidential elections. Uh, Hillary Clinton conspired to, pr- conspired to provide Russia with nuclear materials. During Ronald Reagan's presidency, government officials secretly and illegally sold weapons to Iran and used the money to fund a Nicaraguan, can't say it, Nicaraguan, that one, revolutionaries, or Barack Obama faked his citizenship to become president. Uh, The Reagan one, I think. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, the right, like, again, we're talking some things are a bit preposterous and change the history and the perspective of the event too much. Like the, the truth of the matter is often the simplest and most straightforward. And explainable. I mean, I had a bit of a, I'm not it, discounting it, the truth in the other ones, but it's yeah. not the whole truth. There's, there's some deduction being made. Yeah. See, I had a bit of a leg up on this because I, I got all of the true ones, but I read up on this stuff so much. That I knew which was like where the concept, where the theories, and which yeah, ones no. what well, actually happened. But yeah, in the um, yeah, it was the Iran Contra affair. Uh, the Reagan administration they engaged in a real conspiracy, um, but a lot of them were pardoned by uh, George Bush Senior. The unfortunate truth is that happens quite a lot. You know? Yeah, <laughs> big That's things right. funding little things so that they can profit off of the chaos. Yeah, it does do on this uh, thing as well. They do a uh, there's a funky little thing to sort about how the wording affects the way that you think, yeah. which is quite cool. Uh, but right, next question. Do do half of half of them. <laughs> yep, which is true. So half of Americans believe one of the claims in this list below, but only one is backed by evidence. So which one is it? So the dangers of genetically modified foods are being hidden from the public. The U.S. government secretly dosed Americans with LSD in an attempt to develop mind control technology. Uh, the AIDS virus was created and spread around the world on purpose by a secret organization. And the coronavirus was purposely created and released by powerful people as part of a conspiracy. Yes, two. Which was number two. Yeah. <laughs> M- yeah. MK Ultra. Exactly. It's so famous and it's been the subject of so many different psychology experiments, uh, like analyses, so many different 
behavioral studies and various other things as well as just again soviet was testing mind control so yeah. obviously well, everyone was, was the arms race meant that everyone had to meet everyone with their own version of it in some yeah. way yeah know? of course after each question they do a, there's a little um like things showing the percentage of people uh, how they've answered and 45 percent of people um answered that one saying that gmos are secretly dangerous oh raw. I they're mean, not. <laughs> they're not. we don't know. No, I mean, we do. They're not. <laughs> well, it depends, right? Because genetically modified in and of itself is such a wide spectrum yeah. of things that it could be. It could potentially be genetically modified to be harmful, but most of the time it's not. You know what I mean? No, it's just <laughs> like it's a it's a case of nuance and context. Yeah. Okay, so which of these statements, if any? is correct so school shootings such as those in newtown and parkland are false flag attacks perpetrated by the government the number of jews killed by the nazis during world war ii has been exaggerated on purpose and satanic sex traffickers control the government or none of the above saying that we spent last week talking about yeah it's obviously not uh, uh can you just read the first two again I don't. I think it's none of the above, but I want to be sure. So the first two were school shootings or false flag yeah, attacks no, perpetrated by the government, and the number of Jews killed by the Nazis during World War Two has been exaggerated on purpose. And I don't think that's true. I mean, it could be in certain particular, like groups or circles, but I don't think it's true in general. I think. Yeah, not so, at all. You know, there's too many facts and evidence to. Yeah. Yeah, the Holocaust so, denial is not something that we want to go into. No, we <laughs> we might do it at a later date, but yeah, not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> I've been working all day. Let's not do this. None of the so, above. None of the above, which of course is true. Yeah. Da, da, they were da, a too, they're too uh, inflammatory. They're trying yeah. to get you fired up against other people. Of that's, course. That's that. <laughs> Reason, logic. Vulcan. That's it. So um, the next one, again, which of these three statements is true? The U.S. government knew hundreds of black men in Alabama had syphilis, but told them they had bad blood and withheld treatment as part of a medical experiment. Uh, President Donald Trump faked having COVID-19 in order to help his chances at re-election. And Donald Trump colluded with Russians to steal the presidency in 2016. Oh. See, this is a good one, isn't it? Yeah, this is a good one. Again, I, I knew the answer because I've I've been reading up on this shit for years. I'm so. pretty sure it was a case of, I mean, I'm not that into American politics, but I'm pretty sure the 2016 election was basically a, Hillary was sided with Afghanistan and sort of the Middle East and for the oil, and he was sided with Russia or whatnot. So it was an inevitable financial gain for Donald someone. Trump is sided but, with whoever gives like yeah, most amount of smoke up his ass. Sure. Uh, that's why he could, that's why he couldn't distance himself from white supremacists because they liked him and he liked that they liked yeah. him. I think that's the most true. Because he's a uh, fucking child. But again it comes down to evidence and context. I'm pretty sure they had the postal elections being rigged or something as like a thing. Well that's that something they, that he's that he said about the last election. 
yeah, that always. So, go then. What what what's your answer? Uh, so the first two, I just want to make sure again. So the first one was that US government knew about hundreds of black men in Alabama had syphilis, but they told them they had bad blood and withheld treatment as part of a medical experiment. I think that could also be true, but I don't the... think... Again, we're talking about between realistic possibilities, and I think yeah. it's more likely to be the third one than the first one. Which the first is that... <laughs> yeah, and tr the third one is Trump colluded with Russians yeah, I think to that's steal the, the president. Truth. You think that's the truth? Well, so. I'm going to press it, and you are wrong. Oh, what was the true one? The first one, the Tuskegee experiment. Oh, right. I thought, yeah, it just is so inhumane. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> like, it's fucking I terrible. guess maybe I wanted to believe part of it was yeah. a bit nicer than that, and stealing yeah, it's, seems worse. It's, uh, yeah, it's genocide. officially called the Tuskegee experiment, and you know what the worst thing about it is? Uh, go on. Well, apart from they single out, singled out a single race for it. Uh, well, uh, but it ran from 1932 to 1972. 40 fucking years they did this for. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking more it was a contemporary statement, so I didn't really think about it historically. Historically, it's definitely more likely to be true. But the uh, what they say about the answer that you, that you chose was Trump won the 2016 election fairly. Uh, he benefited from Russian interference. But the Mueller report uh, didn't find evidence that he coordinated with the Russian government. Okay. So the Russians yeah. helped, but he didn't ask them to help. It's the official well... word. <laughs> it is the official word on that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> and you know, like to hear me say something like this, obviously, I I'm skeptic. I'm not a conspiracy theorist well, in the slightest. Yeah. The unfortunate. I'm but very. I'm a little bit biased against <laughs> when uh, it comes Bigfoot to that man and things like that. Yeah. So hearing about that that study of syphilis doesn't surprise me at all but it's yeah, also exactly. another sort so of disgusting bad. thing on their legacy so, so bad okay and the last question um so which of these statements is correct a powerful family the rothschilds uh, through their wealth controls governments wars and many countries economies uh, there is a deep state embedded in the government that operates in secret and without oversight. Or fossil fuel companies like Exxon knew about climate change for decades, but spread misinformation about the issue to yeah, deflect blame and influence environmental policies. It's that one, because it's the same policies that tobacco companies had in yeah. regards to health for so long. They were denying it. No, they're good for you. They make you look cool. They make you seem whatever else or this or that or whatever. They were peddling at the time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, ethics and marketing don't go hand in hand, I'm afraid. So you got five out of six. That's not too bad. No, the, to be honest with you, mate, you did better than I thought you would. Fair. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying not to be too ignorant, but you know. <laughs> I do like to do other things than be on the internet. <laughs> it's dangerous, you know. Too it's much internet makes dangerous. bad people. And uh, talking about dangerous things on the internet, should we do the weekly roundup now? Yeah, yeah. Are they dangerous? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be exciting. First story. So, an Air Force, a US Air Force photographer, has claimed that he was part of the UFO cover up. Ooh. Yeah, this is, for me, this is something interesting. 
the thing is, I do want to perform it. I think that when it comes to cover-ups, again, we're talking about something that is 100% true. The government cover things up. Yes. But to what degree? And that's the real issue that I have with... I mean, saying it was a was or wasn't a cover up is like a ooh, who knows? <laughs> but to what degree? Carry on. What did this guy know? Did he reveal anything interesting? Um, no. So he was at a press conference on the subject of extraterrestrial interference in nuclear tests. Um, that is so, a very very niche press conference. That is a very niche press conference. Jeez. Uh, so, Dr. Robert Jacobs, who led a team photographing early U.S. nuclear missiles, admitted I was part of a U.S. Air Force cover-up. So well, he yeah, said, he's photographing nukes. Of course they're going to cover it up. Yeah, of course. So he said that in the early 1960s, he led a team making detailed films of uh, missile launches because, in his own words, in those days, a lot of the missiles blew up on the launch pad. And the high-resolution movie footage helped scientists work out why. Now, he said that on September the 14th, 1964, he was using an ultra-high-resolution film camera to capture Whoa, footage. You just said 1964. It was the <laughs> fucking Cold War, and he was taking pictures of American missiles. Of course they were going to cover it up, because they wanted it to not be sold to the Soviets. Wow. That's and like also, the most unnewsy news. <laughs> and also, the uh, the high resolution film camera in 1964. Now, yeah, the webcam that I'm using at the moment to talk to you is pretty fucking shoddy. Let's uh, face yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We say high resolution, <laughs> but what does high resolution mean? Yeah, can you imagine what the it what just those means pictures more than like? usual, right? More than so, <laughs> they might have had these really crummy, like black and white or polaroid <laughs> or maybe they wouldn't have had polaroids yeah i don't know but i think it was a standing yeah, I think polaroids. Polaroid. no not in the i don't think polaroids were around in the 60s were they? i think they were the 70s thing. yeah so too i think it was just the old school cameras and here's a high what is it resolution it's probably just a bigger camera <laughs> 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 bigger screen you know so yeah or so yeah so he was so in the on this uh this case he was uh, use an ultra-high-resolution film camera to capture footage of an 8,000-mile-per-hour missile that was fitted with a radar chaff dispenser to throw potential Soviet defences off target. Uh, it was only after the test that he was called into the office of his superior officer, somebody with, again, another great name, Major Florence J. Mansman. <laughs> fucking feel that! Uh, and he demanded to know what he'd been doing. And when Jacob saw the footage he'd captured the previous day, he realised what this guy was, what man's man was talking about. Man's man. And, and in slow motion, a saucer-shaped UFO could be seen around the fast-moving dummy warhead and firing tightly focused beams of light at it. Now, what I find the most fascinating about this is there's no evidence of the film. Well, it was covered up, so that's why he's able to... But again, if it was something that was that big of a deal, it seems like a nothing. I mean, Chap is basically just... um, 
Is it like shards of metal in the air and stuff that just mess up all sorts of radar and things like that? Something like that, yeah. It's not anything particularly advanced, but it does affect most electronics in some capacity. Uh, But a UFO shooting lasers. (laughs) But as we've said this before. It's a lot less likely than some aircraft. Yeah, we've we've said this before. If you want us to believe something, bring give us evidence. Yeah, and somebody no saying I saw it is not evidence. Uh, that's anecdote at best. Um, yeah, yeah, I could tell you I met Greg Davis, the comedian. Does that mean I met Greg Davis? I don't know. I assume now, so because if I, have I a showed you. With you, but if you were a stranger, I'd laugh at you. I'd be like, What does that mean to me? Yeah, but if I showed you a photo of me next to Greg Davis, yes, evidence that's evidence, which I can show you a photo of me next to Greg Davis, which is why I brought it up. I went to the man's belly button because he's fucking huge. (laughs) It's me and a guy that used to work with on the pier. Greg Davis was there, we got a photo, and it seriously looks like me and Luke have stood in a ditch. It's so funny. <laughs> the guy is massive. It's so funny. Uh, fair enough. I like it. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah no, so, I, agree, uh, I think, unless he's presenting some actual physical evidence. I mean, even the NDA that he would have had to sign or whatever contractual obligation that would have been done as part of the cover-up, he surely exactly. would have had a copy of. But if he is making this up, he's made up a great name for that major. Yeah. Because that's it, because he's an army major. So he's major man's man. Major Florence man's as well. Man. <laughs> Florence. Oh, major or Florence. Flo- oh, Florence oh, man's man. Exactly. It's probably man's man, but man's man. Who cares? It's too good. That guy, you know, you know, man, when that, that guy's balls cause craters, man. <laughs> he's got a permanent nutsack shaped ditch <laughs> under where he walks. <laughs> I bet he's got the deepest voice known to man. Well, hi. Yeah. I'm Florenz Man's man. Pleased to meet you. So, yeah. <laughs> Do uh, love a good name. There's this guy. Um, that's also, so, again, talking about the whole Cold War stuff. Like, such a jump for conclusions, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw you're right. You're right. Of course, there's going to be a fucking cover up because of the time. It's just and what they were that doing. major right, major man's man was probably <laughs> sitting there in his office, right, and he's watching this film back, and he's like, "I'm gonna get absolutely lynched and court-martialed if this gets out. <laughs> like, this has to go. <laughs> this has to disappear now. Like, look, they can see the inside of the rocket and everything. <laughs> what a good, good film! You can literally see everything." Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. If it was going to help scientists figure something out, it was also going to help scientists figure something else out. <laughs> yeah, it didn't yeah. have to be scientists from the the same country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, enemy scientists. Yeah, well, which is the greatest thing in the world. Relative. <laughs> no, they're scary. They could just science you into oblivion. <laughs> I mean, the idea of a mad scientist foe scares the absolute life out of me. Because we're talking about things like accidentally making a black hole and just ending the universe. Yeah. 
Whoopsie. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Yeah, like their power is just so great, but they're not as responsible as they think they are a lot of the time. You know, think about the AI stuff you hear about these days. It scares the crap out of you. Yeah, that was something Teaching else. Teaching an I saw. AI how to be racist and stuff to see if they can teach it. That was not that to Twitter be... bot, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's yeah, that was something else that didn't make it into the into the roundup. Was um, an artist robot or a robot artist was being held up in um, the uh, Egypt, in in an airport in Egypt in Egypt because they thought it was there to spy on them. So it was there for a, an art exhibition in Egypt. Because of this art that this robot's made, but obviously it had cameras for eyes and it's got modems and stuff. It's like it's it's a spy a bit of spy equipment. So I mean, technically it is because you know the guy who created it said, "Look, I can get rid of the modems. I don't need them for this, but the cameras. I need the cameras in there." <laughs> <It's so strange. laughs> we live in robot such a artist though. Life. Just seems like. His capacity for art is limited by how many numbers there are in an algorithm. I saw two pictures of the artwork that this robot comes up with, and it's just pictures of itself. No. <laughs> yeah. there's, I mean. probably more, more... there's probably more. I just saw two photos that was on the article that I read. It's the interpretation of art in terms of things like portraits and stuff. Yeah. But it's not coming out of nowhere. That's what I want to see. It's weird, isn't it? My robot artist. What happened? Wait till you see. What is it? Robot politicians, because they're probably more effective. Well, according to uh, there's a new show on Netflix called Inside Job. I strongly recommend it. I watched the whole thing in one day. The episodes. It's yeah. It's a uh, it's an it's a like sort of adult cartoon, Ooh. and it's basically about like um it's. Basically, every single conspiracy theory is true, and it's about the people who work in the company that does it, and it's fucking hilarious. It's oh, so good. funny. I will watch that. It's so good. There's a guy called Grassy Noel Anderson, right? <laughs> and he's the guy who actually shot JFK. Wow. And the reason why he shot JFK was because he had sex. JFK had sex with the with the Roswell aliens. And became pregnant, so Grassy Noel Anderson had to kill him before the eggs hatched. <laughs> it's wow. gross. so good, <laughs> so fucking good, so good. Oh, yeah, and that's not even spoiling anything from that episode as well. It's just so good. I'm just flabbergasted at how ridiculous <laughs> that got quickly. I was. I it. It's I strongly anybody listening. I strongly recommend Inside Job on Netflix. I was in stitches the whole day. Fucking great. Right. So good, man. So good. Watch it tonight. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know about tonight. I've got work in the morning. Now it's we're going to stop recording. You're watch going to watch it, and then we'll start recording again. <laughs> Oof, that's a challenge. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, it took, I spent the whole day. I was like, I'll just watch a couple of episodes and then I'll cap, like watch some more. The, I, the whole day it was on while I was doing stuff, and I was just laughing my arse off. So good. Might be. Yeah. All right, so shall we go a little bit more ridiculous for story two? Oof, go on then. Story two, Matt Smith, not that Matt Smith. Wait, <laughs> me or not? A woman. This well, is existential you're, at the minute. You're, you're, Matt, you're Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. You're not the famous Matt Smith. 
Yeah, I know. I thought the story was about another match. Oh, no. And I had no, to no, no. Which sort of existential crisis. This, this is a story about a woman who claims to be in a relationship with the ghost of a Victorian soldier. Um, she alright? <laughs> so I've got my own theories about. Obviously, she's full of shit, but um, she's a singer songwriter, thirty-eight-year-old singer songwriter. So she's older than you, but younger than me. <laughs> Um, she goes by the name of Brocard. It's probably Brocardi. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she uh, claimed on this morning, on the TV show this morning, uh, she claimed that she was in a relationship with a ghost named Eduardo. <laughs> Which is a great name for a ghost. <laughs> this is Eduardo the ghost. So she said, um, so the internet the only spoke. Way this story makes any kind of sense is if she's misappropriating the word ghost to mean someone in like special forces who's never seen. <laughs> I <laughs> thought that would be then amazing. Then it's perfectly fine. That's a perfectly cool story. Yeah, no, so she claims, um, so she claims that this, this Eduardo, he died after falling down a well at the age of 35. And he first visited her one night during a thunderstorm and quickly developed a close bond with her. Um, in quotes, a year and a half, this spirit has been around and it's got progressively more intense. You'll feel like a breath of air going around your body. I'll feel like I'm being embraced. I'll feel hands surrounding me. I literally feel there is someone I have loyalty to. There's a possession there. She also maintains that her supernatural lover uh, gets jealous when she gets ready to go out with other men, even going so far as to nudge her arm to ruin her makeup. And the ghost draws love hearts in the steam when she takes a shower. I just... (laughs) I mean, I don't necessarily want to go deep on mental health. I think that's a lot more of a relative field than the supernatural right now. <laughs> I think the fact that she's a singer-songwriter in her late 30s, I think that sort of plays into this. Mm. Because being a singer-songwriter myself in my late 30s, I'm obviously not a famous one, and I've been doing this since I was 15. <laughs> but you've never, I mean, have you ever had a relationship with a guy? No, I've been with a few monsters. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no ghosts, yeah. No right. ghosts. No, no, no ghosts. Damn. But I can I mean I can kind of see what's gonna get you know, at least get people talking about you and get your name out there. Let's make up something ridiculous. Yeah, well any news is good. I can completely understand that. I mean you know, it might be publicity is publicity no matter what. Whatever music she's currently writing or is particularly periodic or something. Yeah, I know the old stuff comes back a lot, so maybe we're going old school in terms of music, and that's the kind of marketing thing, you know. (laughs) Yeah, unless she's making goth love songs, (laughs) maybe steampunk goth love songs because he's a Victorian ghost. Wasn't that basically what Evanescence was? The bit of metal. Was it metal though? (laughs) A bit of metal. 
It was just there to hide the goth love song part. Mm, I don't think it was even goth, man. No. She had the look, don't get me wrong. It was more the uh, the whole aesthetic, I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember when Evanescence came out and uh, like loads of guys that I know, oh, she's so fit. Because every guy has a thing about a goth girl. Well, that and they probably didn't see a uh, <laughs> like <laughs> a girl like that in their day and age ever, you know. I did. I know lots of goths. Uh, yeah. Do. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know anyone who's like from the Victorian times, though. No, I don't. I know somebody who who used to dress like on a night out. Used to dress in the, the whole steampunk gear. Which is Fair a cool, it's a cool look, to be fair. I don't think I could ever get away with it, but it's a fucking cool look. I just think that you'd get tired of the questions, you know. <laughs> Everywhere yeah. you go, you get like a queue of people asking you, who are you? What, what's yeah. this? Why are you dressed what, like that? Yeah, exactly. And you just be like, oh, can I not just walk around like a normal person? <laughs> yeah, Camel- well, if you want to walk around like a normal person, dress like a normal fucking person. Yeah, I do. Sometimes. Yeah, you do, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. When you're not wearing your uh, gimp suit with the studs on the inside. No, I, I took those studs away. They were uncomfortable. <laughs> Plus, now I can penguin slide down on my belly on a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> and that is an insight into Matt's sex life. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I think you're missing. To, it's nothing sexual. I just get to be a penguin. I just get to be a penguin. Yeah. Just want to be a penguin. Fair enough. But yeah, so that's. I think that's all that can be said about story two. I think that's yeah ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. It's not news, isn't it? I was in debate over which was the more ridiculous story. Story number two or story number three. They're both in the news in the same week because it just says to me they're absolutely desperate for something to draw away the attention. (laughs) Last week, mate, last week for weird news was a fucking goldmine. Yeah, that was was so much. This week was a bit tough, it was a bit rough, but this third story turned up last minute. Like I said, we usually record this on Sunday Sunday afternoons, but obviously for reasons we're recording it on a monday evening now or the, to this week this next story i got sunday morning oh wow okay okay i only had two stories until that was my phone vibrating um so i only had two stories until i saw story number fucking three so a chef gained psychic powers after being struck by lightning. Oh wow! <laughs> so let's just take the irrelevant part out of there. Him being a chef is completely irrelevant. Her, her being a chef is her being a chef. I mean, TV cool. chef apparently. Okay, so I think she's somewhat uh, famous person got struck by lightning and developed psychic powers. Um, yeah, former celebrity chef has claimed she developed extrasensory perception after being struck by lightning on an idyllic beach, uh, leading her into a new career. 
okay, that's leading her into a new career as a wellness coach. Huh. Why, why, when did it become like to be a wellness coach or to do anything to do with wellness? When did it become compulsory to go into this sort of thing? Because I remember when a wellness coach was just somebody who would sort of help you meditate, help you clear your mind. Help you. When did psychic when abilities and occultism come into it? You see, a wellness coach is an irrelevant job because most people have lots of wellness coach. They call your friends and family. They look after you, you talk to them and you socialize and they provide feedback on you if you're being wonderful or if you're being a dickhead. You can then use that to adjust and better yourself. But paying for a wellness coach sounds like a way for our souls to get their ego stroked. Yeah. You can be an absolute prick, pay some money to go to a wellness coach, and they'll just be like, oh, don't worry, you did the right thing. Now, the, um, yeah, that's it, yeah, well done, you. Yeah, exactly. Now, the, um, the event with the lightning happened. She was struck by lightning. Uh, there was her and a friend and uh, a young man who was swimming nearby. Unfortunately, he didn't survive. Yeah, well, there were three of them um, were struck. Um, Meg, who's that's the chef, her and a friend were able to stand and walk to shelter where paramedics examined them and sent them to hospital for further tests. Uh, She was released after six hours, during which they were observed, although she has since experienced various health complications from the ordeal. The most profound change was in her perception. She said, in quotes, the next morning I realised my senses were heightened dramatically. Everything was more beautiful and brighter. The colours were sharper and so was the outline around everything. It was absolutely beautiful. Now, is that... Just want to say two words. Electroshock therapy. (laughs) Well, I was going to... I was thinking, is that like some superpower that she's got because of this? Or the fact that she almost died and the danger seems better now that she... I think that your body uh, is going to experience a giant flow of electricity in one of two ways. It's either going to kill you or it's going to make you a bit overcharged for a bit, you know? (laughs) Like... uh, your internal batteries are all good. You're all gravy. You're all motivated. Having the whole I survived and carried on and all that just makes it even further. Yeah. But I do want to point out the stupidity of people being on the beach and swimming in a thunderstorm. Yeah. That it did what? They had paramedics nearby as well, and there wasn't a single person on that set who went, "Oh, thunder." We should probably get inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get to cover or something. No, you just keep sunbathing in the thunder. No, you just keep swimming in the thunder. Blimey. <laughs> Blimey. No, I, I genuinely think it's the equivalent of electroshock therapy. She's been hit by such a large charge of energy and whatnot that is basically rewired her brain in some ways yeah that's it she said so she said i could feel things happening around me if a sprinkler went off on a lawn it felt like it was going off inside me 
Um, a helicopter would fly overhead and I'd feel like it was going through me. And I'd feel like an onco- like oncoming vehicles were slicing into my car. Now, this was not the first time she had seen things differently to those around her. She had a near-death experience as a baby. And since then, she had shared her life with ghosts. Oh, right. Okay. Well, then, I'd just like to conclude with if you want to believe something and yes can't achieve any sort of neutrality then guess what you will yeah well yeah i yeah i'm with you on that one i don't think because again like people who see these things are the people who believe in them because they're looking for them exactly i think when you're uh i mean i don't know enough about studies on people that have been struck by lightning or anything like that but we know that defibrillation works and that's obviously pumping a giant charge of electricity through your heart to then jumpstart all of that and get it re-beating faster and going round and so on and so forth so applying electricity to the heart works applying electricity to the brain with electroshock therapy we know works yeah. Uh, you can have electronic stimulation of muscles and things like that. So I literally believe she's just got a compounded effect where her body's still recovering from being supercharged. Sounds about right. Where um, where does the electricity go? Do you know what I mean? She's grounded. Yeah. So it's going straight through her. Into well, I mean, it's not grounded enough to stop her dying, like getting electrocuted set heavily but she got back up you know <laughs> the other guy was in the water that means he just basically exploded well electricity and water yeah I learned that from Pokemon uh. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did of course you did hey it taught me lots of oh, important yeah. things like leaves <laughs> burn to fire <laughs> don't start forest fires don't put radios in water. That's a uh, fire beats grass and lightning <laughs> beats water. Yeah. And before he gets into uh, <laughs> Pokemon, thing, yeah, things to stop Matt from talking about Pokemon and simulation theory. <laughs> All right, that's two for the board. <laughs> two rabbit holes too deep to even look at. That. <laughs> Although we did see a uh, a video the other day of uh, somebody justifying why they find a certain Pokemon sexy. I don't know which Pokemon it was. If you're sexualizing Pokemon, you've just done it wrong. You need to start <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah, so has the week been rounded up to your satisfaction? I'd say it's been squared off. It's been squared off, yeah, Ooh. with two batshit insane stories at the end. Yeah, I mean, what qualifies as news in terms of the media, not you, is a bit mad. Like, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, let's not forget, I like um... there's distractions or there's some kind of oh shit at play. <laughs> well, let's not forget, I am purposefully looking for the craziest news stories yeah. I could find for this as well. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I could have talked about um, the Oxfam boycott that's happening at the moment. I could have talked about the Alec Baldwin situation. I could have talked about what's happening with COP26 next week. But instead, we've got alien cover-ups, sexy ghosts, and psychic chefs. If it was those, 
I would have been much more interested, but it was actually three people saying weird shit <laughs> with no evidence. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Let me hang on. News story number four. Uh, I'm actually half alien. Mate, I've known you for. <laughs> I've known you for four years, and I can believe that. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's 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 news. You know, I've got no evidence. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's no there's no family tree or lineage, or I'm just guessing. But I'm guessing with a hundred percent f like truth that <laughs> I'm half alien, and therefore yeah. it's news. Uh, knowing you as as well as I know you, I can completely and utterly believe that. Maybe I'm only half human. And I was actually... <laughs> <a lot>. <laughs> <laughs> Are you half lizard as well, like that dickhead from last week? Half lizard, half alien, half human. <laughs> that lizard man. Alien. Oh, it doesn't have the same ring to it. As man bear pig. Man bear pig. I love man bear pig. Right, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's the weekly roundup done. We are now going deep with our main story. Well, it's not really a story this week, is it? It's more of a main topic because the article that I found for this, it's an article, it's not a news story. It's an article that somebody wrote. And it's something that we've had on our list to talk about for, for what since the beginning, since we decided we we're going to do this podcast. Before time began. And it is all about ancient aliens. Now, this particular article is something that I really do want to talk about, but we'll get there. Yeah. Just first of all, uh, do you want to summarise up the ancient aliens theory? Oh, well, I mean, the the main ones, obviously, the whole Anunnaki and the uh, Sumerians, and the whole ancient aliens coming and influencing early Egypt and various other things. The evidence for that is well, flaky in that they're talking about the possibility of building certain structures and how it wouldn't necessarily have been possible and then it goes a lot deeper but there isn't much evidence for much of that but it talks about world domination and stuff. Yeah. There's yeah, because again, this is another one of those theories that it sort of it gets lumped into everything else as well. Yeah, it's. But, I mean, let, let's let's start with. I think the most well known one is: Did aliens build the pyramids in Giza? The ancient pyramids of Giza. Did aliens build them? Well, I don't think so, because we have records of laborers and stuff, don't yeah. we? I'm glad you said labourers because, uh, like, contrary to popular belief, the pyramids were not built by slaves. No, uh, they were obviously not going to do it otherwise. They would have died. It would have been impractical. Uh, there's not much reason. There's, there's journals. There's yeah. There's journals. There's records that were kept. There's all this stuff and like, and people say evidence of some of the. The tools they use to drag yeah. the stones and stuff in, like exactly. their artwork or whatever else. But um, I mean, 
it doesn't necessarily discount the fact. That... They've even got the name of the guy who designed them. For sure. I'm not. I'm not it was Imatech. But the whole. You have to acknowledge the architectural advancement of the time. Like, even for human beings, stones of that caliber lifted upwards, you know, to build it in such a way is going to be an extreme challenge for even some of the biggest and best builders, you know. Uh, architect wise, obviously secret rooms and hidden bits and so yeah, on so there's so much so fascinating in it there's so much nuance and uh creative input on the design and the building of that that it almost seems more too advanced for its time but that doesn't inherently make it aliens <laughs> it just Is means it maybe me? there was some influence from something somewhere or Th- this whole idea of uh, all these ancient buildings, like if they weren't built by humans back in the days, they were built by aliens. That's kind of like if a kid comes up to you with a picture that they drew, and it's actually a really good picture. And the first thing you say is, Did mummy or daddy help you with that? So, no, motherfucker, I drew this on my own. That's kind of what the, that to me, that's what the ancient aliens theory is like. It's like, yeah. well, they were too stupid to be able to do it by themselves. Oh, even when this article it. comes in, because this article is basically talking about the the racism behind it, mm. uh, the implied racism behind this this theory, which yeah, we, we'll delve into in a bit. Well, I believe it gets into things like eugenics and stuff, and like how certain people have certain bloodlines of the Adenarchy and others don't, and it gets a bit messy and weird and so on and so forth. But regardless, like. The only sort of thing I can think of being an element of truth in regards to aliens would be some sort of alien artifact or a technology or something that had been left behind that we'd found or something like that that had propelled our developments forward a little bit faster. But even then, that's that's jumping and reaching a bit, you know, the... <sighs> If they wanted a pyramid built, like they had the whole country at their disposal, so it wouldn't have been too difficult. Yeah, exactly, and it took. Um, oh God, I've wrote it, it took down two somewhere. Years, decades. It took. Yeah, well, it took centuries, didn't it? It's not like they were just built overnight. But another thing that believers of this theory always say, because obviously the pyramids in Egypt aren't the only pyramids in the world, mm. so they say. So how come that all these civilizations that was miles apart didn't know each other existed they built pyramids why did they all build pyramids because aliens helped them but no because if you're stacking something that's the best fucking shape to stack something in yeah i agree it's geometrically sound as well it doesn't topple easily it's not a that's not the theory as well because they say that the um the pyramids of giza line up perfectly with orion's belt that might be on purpose We know that that a lot of these um, ancient civilizations, the Egyptians, the Greeks, uh, Mesopotamia even, they had Sumerians and so on and so forth. They all had elements of cosmology in, like they understood elements of the stars. They knew what was going on. They were studying the constellations and so on and so forth. So why would a, a pharaoh or a king at the time who was building these things not want to honor the gods or the stars in some way like you forget Ra well, don't forget in, in, sun god in 
Yeah, and in ancient Egypt, uh, the pharaoh was a god-made man. Yeah, exactly. Or a man who became a god. He was the, he was a god king. But also, so correct me if I'm wrong, but as the earth spins, mm-hmm. the con- star constellations, they don't spin with the earth. No. Right? So, isn't there a huge chance that the fact that these three buildings line up with three stars in the sky are coincidence? Well, I mean, yeah, because they're not going to be visible in the sky all year round. Or started building them based on that, and then over time, it obviously Mm. changed and fell out of focus or whatnot. Like, um, again, we're attributing their idea to cosmology of being able to track planets and so on and so forth. With, I mean, they they literally were guys looking through telescopes, looking at different stars, and apparently they could tell the difference. You know. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Stargate. It's a great fucking film. Big fan of the show as well. Mm. Stargate was great. Doesn't mean it's fucking real. <laughs> no, I think there's a... It's, it's a natural blend, isn't it? Like, the the aesthetic of everything being so drastically different to anything that's around today is something that does seem almost otherworldly. Yeah. It's the same of... sort of thing with Asian cultures, you know, Chinese or Japanese. You sort of see the entire personification of it you know you look at like chinatown you go from london to chinatown in london or the soho or wherever else and suddenly mm. it's a whole different place you know it's incredible as well isn't it? It, yeah. looks, it is so weird we just walk around the corner then holy shit and everything's yeah, i just it's walked so into cool. another dimension or oh, it's so fucking cool it's man. very very cool <laughs> but it's also something that is you know when you see something so drastically different to the architecture you have now, of course you're going to think it's aliens. Well, I mean, the whole ancient aliens thing doesn't just stick with buildings. Uh, So there was, I can't remember the name of this tribe now, um, but they used to, like, um, elongate their own skulls Mm. using binding techniques on kids. So they bind kids' heads. So as they grow their heads and their skulls would elongate. So the theory is that they did that to um, emulate their gods, and their gods are obviously aliens, because aliens have long heads, long foreheads. Like, but well, then you can the turn around and use the same logic with some of the African tribes and so on and so forth, and how they elongate their necks. Or well, their let's so just that... say what it is. It's body modification. Yeah, but is that all in reference of aliens or is that just body modification <laughs> well let, let's talk let's talk look at uh, modern day body modification mm. tattoos yeah do i have a tattoo of a ship on my neck because i'm trying to look like a pirate or is it just because i quite like ships thanks a bit both to be honest <laughs> 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 no Especially wearing the, wearing the shirt I'm wearing at the moment as well. Yeah. No, it doesn't have much uh, meaning to anyone other than you. That's that's mm. kind of the main point. Like, um, you know, if, if your whole family got matching tattoos, then yeah, you share that experience with everyone who's got the same tattoo, but it still means nothing to anyone else. You know, it's not like a, a, a thing. So it might have just been a cultural sort of, 
differentiation you know we want to stand out we want to be free or do what we want to do or we want to be what we perceive as beautiful or so on and so forth who knows like but that kind of mentality is far from uncommon you know the fact we even have the same things to attribute to today makes a quite a revealing yeah another thing that people point out is like certain artworks and drawings and stuff so like there's cave paintings with weird looking people that they're obviously aliens uh, one thing is uh, a lot of Renaissance paintings had what looks like UFOs in the sky. But they're actually Bible-accurate angels, which, do you know much about how angels are described in the Bible? Uh, there's a lot of description. Because <laughs> I tell you what, so obviously the story of the birth of Jesus, for example, when an angel showed up in front of some shepherds and the shepherds were scared, when you look, when you look into what the Bi- how the Bible describes angels, no fucking wonder they were scared. It's just like fiery eyes with wheels and wings yeah. and flaming. And like, the cher- like for yeah. example, a cherub. What what does a cherub look like? Well, a cherub has been sort of icon- uh, I- idolized, iconic. I'm not sure. Uh, but as like the Valentine's Day mascot, you know, the fat yeah. little So it's like, baby. yeah, chubby little baby, uh, curly hair. But they're a lot creepier. They're like in, a bi- in, in the Bible, <laughs> in, the, yeah, in the Bible, a cherub um, has four heads. Uh, it's got the head of an ox, the head of a bird, the head of a human. Mm. And oh, what was the other one? And the head of a lion. It's got um, bird's feet, eight wings. <laughs> Terrifying. Right. Uh, Bayonetta, I don't know if you've ever played yeah. or seen anything like that, but that kind of does a good job of portraying these sort of religious things. Yeah, yeah, Bayonetta does it really well, actually. Really? But yeah, so all these Renaissance paintings that people point out, say, look, there's a UFO in there. They knew the UFOs were there. No, it's, it's a Bible-accurate angel. That's what they were painting. Well, technically, an angel is a UFO, isn't it, if you see it? <laughs> yes, I know, actually. Yeah. That's a very good fucking point. <laughs> they would, well, they good wouldn't point. have known what ships were, would they? They wouldn't have known the difference between, like, a flying metal object at Jesus' birth. That would yeah. have fucking and, not only... And to, like, to, to bring this around, because you, you were talking about the, uh, the, the uh, Anunnaki, hmm. and that's Sumerian. Mm-hmm. Um, now in Hebrew, so you know Christianity, they're called the Nephilim, mm-hmm. which is a, a similar word they use for angels. Isn't it? Uh, the Nephilim were the deformed offspring of angels and humans. Uh, what was the angel word that begins with N to describe them? Um. Nancy boys. <laughs> hey, that's gender appropriation, mate. You can't do that. You get in trouble. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Was it a choir of angels, wasn't there? Yeah, but that was just because they were a group, I guess, and they had yeah. to make it seem divine. But yeah, uh, yeah. Fields of the Nephilim were a really good goth rock band, actually. Yeah, but even the half angel, half human offspring things a bit eugenic-y <laughs> yes 
you start talking about how some people are superior to others because of the way they were born and well now you've got some problems i think that can lead us quite nicely into uh, is this theory racist a little bit because it's not just saying that people weren't advanced enough to make these structures it's just saying basically non-white people were not advanced enough it's more so, like modern day elitism isn't it yeah so one of the i've got it written down so one of the um one of these structures that this theory says was created by aliens is the aztec city and i know i'm going to say this incorrectly it's uh <laughs> tenochtitlan oh right so it's an aztec city and everyone's like, oh yeah, it's so it's way more advanced than um, that they for them to build at that time. There's no way they could have built things like that back in those days. It was founded in 1325. That's when this city was built. Now, the university at Oxford was built in 1249. So to me, that kind of does look like you're just saying well white people can build buildings like that but brown people can't i think it's more just uh i don't think i don't think i don't think everybody who believes in this theory is racist because it is possible to not be prejudiced but still do prejudiced things i think it's more so a case of obviously we're talking about the history of uh i mean as a white person we're talking about the history of foreign People. And you people are that, fucking white uh, as well, man. Yeah, yeah sure. You are white <laughs> as fuck. But, you know, we're talking about the, the histories of people that are, well, I'm not sure if it's appropriate or offensive, but it seems quite poignant. Uh, alien to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, the cultures are so different. Everything's so, so exotic and it's glam- uh, not glamorized, but like sort of it seems more mystical and more yes. exciting and more it can't just be history that's just history of men and yeah, it that kind has of goes, to have gods and deities and some mysticism to spice it up a bit yeah that kind of goes with the main calendar as well doesn't it yeah it's just, well, a lot of it why did they stop why did they stop counting on this date it's because we said this in, was it the first episode yeah. because why would you carry on <laughs> Not just that, but what if they all died before they could finish it? You know, mm. you don't even know how long it took to count that far. Imagine if you're having to count but invent each number as you go. <laughs> <laughs> how long does it take you to count to fucking ten? <laughs> uh, so one, 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 and the Aztecs invented binary. <laughs> yeah, but how do you? And then he's talking to his friend. He's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I need to think of a better name for 1-1 one, one rather than 1-1. One, one. Uh, let's try 2. <laughs> Does that work? I was going to say 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. The other guy's like, 11! And they're like, fuck off. <laughs> and then they <laughs> get to 11. We're not there yet. <laughs> they get to 11 and they're like, actually, yeah. The other one, one is a really good one, right? <laughs> Love it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, spicing up history. I'm guilty of all the time. I love the idea of it being more exciting and there being. I mean, there. I mean, there are and so on and so forth. But there, there are some theories that do bring in things like Stonehenge, 
um, and some people who believe that aliens built Stonehenge. I much prefer to go for the um, the British folklore story of the creation of Stonehenge, that it was originally an island and it was built by giants, and then Merlin used his magic to bring it over to England. I much prefer that. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. So much better. <laughs> but I do want to point out in history as well, like it's not across all civilizations, it's quite common for us to worship and revere the stars or the sky or the sun or something otherworldly because, of course. It's something we see every day but have no knowledge of. You can't go and examine the sun, can you? You can't go check. Oh, well, we can more so now, but you still can't go up to it and see what it's made of and be like, yep, that's definitely fire. (laughs) There was. uh, So the first time that I um, encountered the ancient aliens theory was when I was actually a conspiracy theorist. Because uh, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on this uh, on this show before, but I used to, <laughs> I used to really like this. Is like my, my history, the reason why I know so much about this shit is because I used to be in massively into conspiracy theories. I think it's important um, for the, all the information. And I, I used to believe everything. Yeah, I basically used to believe everything, and um, then uh, something happened where, but it was to do with JFK to do with the JFK killing because I was on the whole back into the left theory you know it's like if he was shot from right back there then why did his head go back surely his head go forward but obviously you know now I know different because the reason why his head goes back is because right. of the inertia that comes from the bullet pushing his head back as it end, as it exited through his forehead or wherever it exited from that's what made his head go back, not the that fact he was shot. In, because if it was shot from the front and it made his head go back, then the bullet, there would be no entry wound because it would have just pushed his skull. So I pointed this out to all my conspiracy theorist friends and then they disowned me <laughs> because yeah. I, was lo- I was asking questions and looking for answers. They were asking questions to ask questions. And that's what, that's what got me on the whole sceptical side of things when it comes to conspiracy theories. I don't think it's skepticism. I think it's just actually being a proper sort of conspiracy analysis. You know? You've got to look at all the information, not just What's the, the point of asking questions? Is that, so one thing that conspiracy theory this has been going around for years, and it's, um, it's ask questions, trust no one. But if you're not going to trust the people who are giving you answers, what's the fucking point of asking the questions? Because you're just going to keep asking questions and going around in circles. And most of them, that's why they're doing it. But then it's also trust no one. It's basically just saying, think of the most like horrible yeah. shit you can well, it's, think it's, of. It's, that's probably true. Yeah. So it's question everything. Trust no one. Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> it's quarter to, it's 10 to 11 at night. Trust no one, isn't it? Like the, yeah. yeah, it's 10 to 11 at, at night. I've been at work day. all day. I haven't slept since 1993. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're adding in sort of an element of uh, cherry picking certain information. Yeah. It either fits the agenda or it doesn't. You know, I bet there's a number exactly. of people yep. you know that sat there talking about conspiracies, and then they heard some element of truth of it in the news, and they were like, "Oh no, that's that's rubbish. I don't believe that anymore." <laughs> yeah. Now this was so. Yeah, I was saying the first time I come across the, uh, well, I encountered the ancient alien theory was back in this time when I was, we used to hang out with this little group of conspiracy theorists. And uh, if you can imagine a, a group of conspiracy theorists in Derby. <laughs> <Sounds fun. laughs> 
the most backward thing in the world. And I'm allowed to say Dorby is backward because that's where I'm from. <laughs> now, um, yeah, so there's this one guy who came up with this, who told me this theory that King Arthur was actually an alien, which is why Excalibur was such an amazing weapon because it was actually a, and it was actually a Rigelian weapon because he was an alien from Rigel, from the Rigel system. I mean, that just sounds like a cool movie. It does sound like a fantastic movie. But it also sounds like Dune. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the first time that I come across that. Obviously, like, even then, even though I believe stuff, I was like, I, I know enough to know that King Arthur wasn't real. So... <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, so I looked into, and I did used to think aliens helped build the pyramids until I started looking into things properly. Yeah. I think it's just, I mean, aliens, I do want to think that there was something unintended that we find out in 100 or 200 years that was like, oh, shit. We thought we did that, but that actually came from <laughs> aliens. You know, that would be really cool. But I think it's going to be a lot more mundane than you think. Like, yeah, it's not going to be anything. Is... made the first cows for us so that we could farm them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? See, that's cows not mundane. I think that's, that would be amazing, man. And then cows that are actually aliens. why they're worshipped in some religions as well. You know? yeah. Cows are from space, mate. They were the first gift from aliens. That would be great. But that's the kind of shit I expect to be true, rather than aliens have been secretly working and covering everything up, and you don't know nothing, and you're a, mm. you're a, you're just a, a pawn for it. No, right? I, if I can live my life at the state of happiness I am now, and be a slave to aliens, am I really a slave to aliens, or am I being offered the good? good life here. <laughs> you know at this point i don't think i've got any complaints <laughs> maybe if they can work on up in my pay rise or something or you know giving me some I kind think, of lottery win. but I think, most, I think with most conspiracy theories i mean i've said so many times aliens is the gaffer tape of all yeah. conspiracies because does this stick is this holding no Wax some gaffer tape on it. Yeah. You know, does this theory stick? No. Put some aliens in there. Again, if and there was aliens. I more... think because it's more exciting than the pyramids were designed by a bloke called Himotep. They took hundreds of years to make. They took hundreds, thousands of millions of laborers to do. They and built they a were ramp. entirely ego fueled. He just wanted yeah. them for himself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That they built the they built ramps to get the bricks up there. They used systems like measuring systems that have been lost to the ages. Because I mean, let's face it, right? Because that's another one of the things is well, how are the, all the stones so perfectly, like perfectly symmetrical and like, they fit and all the same size and shape? So like, I could do that right now with what's in front of me. They were carved, you know. Oh, yeah, because I want to. I'll draw a square on this piece of paper. That's a really shoddy square. What I'm saying. Sh- I want to, I want another square that's the same shape and size. I can use that as a reference. You can, but even more so, you got to decide what the first bit of stone was. It's not like mm. they just found a random, perfectly shaped, perfectly squared off piece of stone and started with that. No, 
they carved the first <laughs> piece of stone and then they and that said was... that's good do all, so, all of them like that <laughs> before before we started recording this i told you that for my research for this for this episode I, I honestly, mate, I tried my best. I tried so hard to watch the TV show Ancient Aliens. I really did. I gave it a shot. Right. I really tried my best. They're so dramatized. And I just like it's you've like got people a version of events. You've got people like making a groove in stone and then pouring sand into the stone and then make like trying to make the groove bigger, and they're going, "Yeah, no, it didn't work." And it's like, well. You're overcomplicating it, though. It doesn't <laughs> need to be that complicated. They got some hard stone, and they had some soft stone, and they used the hard stone to smack the soft stone, and that breaks <laughs> the soft stone. And that's literally it. Then there was someone who was skilled and dexterous enough to actually break it at the amount he wanted, maybe with a bigger piece of stone, and then he could just shave the top bits off. <laughs> exactly. you know? and it wasn't just a cake because on this show there were like there's three of them trying to make these stones there wasn't just three people doing the whole thing there were fucking scores of them and we know that because we found their graves we found their tombs we, we found, found a lot of records as well but yeah, found yeah. Like, and know, they were well paid as well. They were very well paid. Well, yeah, a lot of them ended up being quite prolific families, didn't they? So a lot yeah. of them were famous as a result, but further down the line, like a generation or two. But then, obviously, the pyramids were also fancy graves, so they were yeah. <laughs> tombs, essentially. And it's, I mean, you know... Tomb, it's, it's... Sorry, Graveyard Funhouse. Graveyard fun house. Yeah, oh, secret rooms. That is sound. my next. <laughs> that is my next album name, man. That is the ne- name of my next album. Oh. Graveyard fun house. It really is, though, isn't it? It's like <laughs> they're just like you know, if you want to break in, you can. But it's a fun house. The walls will shift. The sand will come in. There's probably yeah. bugs in one room, you know. Because that's also with. I mean, this is going off the topic of ancient aliens, but the curse, <laughs> the curse of the pyramids as well. Yeah, like the, the curse. Like that. Have you ever actually looked into the curse? There's quite a few different ones, isn't there? Like some will get different plagues or famines. It was. It's mainly the Tutankhamun curse. Like so, the guy who discovered Tutankhamun's grave. I'm not sure. Died. That he died not long after because he removed the body. It's like, yeah, the guy was also riddled with so many different diseases. Yeah. But that's the other thing. You've got this giant sealed up, like, death box. And then. Death box? Well, yeah, you've just. There's nowhere (laughs) for any of that to go. Like, when you think about a normal sort of burial into the land or whatever else, decomposition happens kind of normally. But when you think about in the desert, it's a lot more of a gross and disgusting affair. There are a lot more insects and other things involved and a lot less plant life. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it would just be like a big... You'd probably light a match and throw it in there and it would explode. Yeah, trapped gases and everything else that's just been filtered through. Where's it all gonna go? <laughs> yeah, exactly into your lungs. 
unless they deliberately architected a ventilation system, at which point... Which you'd think, if advanced aliens who are godlike built these things, then they probably would have built something like that into it. I'm going to just be straight with you. If advanced aliens built the pyramids, the pyramids wouldn't still be here. (laughs) They wouldn't have just gone, actually, fuck them off. We can do better. (laughs) (laughs) we got the humans to build these amazing things for us, right? And then we fucked off. We just couldn't be asked of it anymore. Left them to it. Put a curse on it, but you know. Just throw them away. That's not out. Nah. Yeah, we don't need them now. That's done. If aliens and also, built it, they'd fucking starships and they'd have taken off and flown and landed well, that's, in every that's what, that's one of the theories. That's one of the ideas is that they are actually starships and they were meant for... Because um, there's this thing that um, pharaohs were actually, like the Anunnaki or the Nephilim, they were half alien half human and the well, they were trying to for these yeah of course they were trying to literally ascend because that's about as far as their brains got with their egos in the way <laughs> one of the biggest um sort of... i mean the pyramid might just have been a way of getting a tower before towers were cool I don't yeah. know if you could actually practically build a tower in the desert, so maybe it's the next best thing. Maybe it's just something they could climb up and observe the stars from better, like an observatory. Yeah. I was just about to Google something, but my phone's just died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is... Oh, I should be able to do it on the computer, actually. Uh, I do apologise if things go wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think... remember this dude's name. I'll tell you what, though. If the pyramids take off, I'll fucking laugh. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Would. So, yeah, Graham Hancock is um, a British writer. And he's and a journalist. And he's basically... He's one of the biggest names in this theory. Yeah. Uh, he's been on the, like the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. He's been on that so many times. Um, but he's basically, it's all pseudo history, pseudo archaeology. Yeah. Um, nothing he's written has been peer reviewed or published in academic journals. It's but a people, story. yeah, but people always quote him and say, but Graham Hancock said this, Graham Hancock said that. So yeah, he's, he's like me and you. He's just a dude who has an interest in these things. Yeah, and that's it. I think the only difference is he's he's looking to prove his ideas. You could take any story of reverence of any king or queen or lord or pharaoh, and if you were to use a synonym for a deity instead of a human, you would get a story that makes a lot more sense. Like these people were so it's not a case of whether they could be proved right or wrong because you didn't prove the pharaoh wrong (laughs) yeah yeah if the pharaoh thought he was a fucking god he was a fucking god (laughs) right no one was going to go up to the pharaoh and go actually you're just a you're just a man 
Oh, God, the pharaohs were trumps. They were ancient trumps. They were all just ego. Every <laughs> sing- basically, every single person in power has always just been an ego that wants to be as big as possible. And the problem is, when you're ruling with fear, <laughs> no one is going to tell you you are wrong. So even if you have the best intentions, you'll never know. Yeah, it's madness I mean think about the Bible but if you were to take out every sort of word for God and put it to alien or a name for an alien then all of a sudden the story has a whole different perspective yeah. to it all of a sudden, if you ta- it still if you makes sense Bible, if you get the Bible and you take out all the words of God and made them into aliens you've got you, you've got the complete fiction of H.P. Lovecraft <laughs> Precisely. That's exactly it. Like at the end of the day, it's about interpretation, isn't it? And in order to write these histories down and actually make record of them, someone had to interpret what they saw or experienced into whatever was tangible to put onto paper. And that's already one degree of translation that isn't first hand. That's right. I, I can see blue, but if I believe blue is pink, which I sometimes do because I'm colorblind, and I sit there going, "Yeah, I really like that color. I really like that. You know, I, I really like blue. Blue's my favorite color." So and, so and then you go and show me something blue, and I'm like, "The fuck is this?" <laughs> you know, you'll be like, "It's blue," and I'll be like, "No, it's fucking not. This is blue," and you'll be like, "No, bruv, that's pink." And then we've got a whole. Uh, arguing over semantics because it's not a case of whether one is right or whether one is wrong. It's about finding the common ground that makes yeah. sense to both of us. That's another thing as well. Before I forget, um, Easter Island, you know the Easter oh, Island statues? statues. Yeah, apparently they're aliens as well. They're statues of aliens. No, I think they're just cool. And that's they are fucking cool. Well, I've you seen. Know what? I, I, I was, I was, I was already an adult when I realised. <laughs> Uh, when I found out that they're not just heads and that they've actually got a whole body as well yeah. that were underground. That's incredible. I think we almost went a whole episode without Bruno. We almost went a whole episode without Bruno making noise. He just wanted to be part of it all. Now he's awake. I'm even in a different room and everything, but he's just come in here on his little twat off. Hello, mate. Stop it. I think he's stopping it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, take it. Because in his old age, he's getting deaf, so he sort of freaks out because he can't hear anything, so he shouts louder. <laughs> Imagine the Crusades, but they revered aliens instead of gods. Yeah. Imagine hey, Star Scientology. Wars, instead it's of... Scientology. Yeah, instead of aliens, it is gods. That's the thing. What's the difference? Gods and aliens are the same thing. The shit you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And they come from the sky. Well, well, there do is, they? There is, there is we, a religion. We just know they don't come from where we come from. We don't know they come from the sky. Doesn't, we just doesn't, Mormon, doesn't Mormonism have like, sort of alien worship in it as well? I don't know enough about it, and I wouldn't want to uh, comment. But I know the South Park episode... Yeah, um, showed him getting tablets from aliens or something, and then rewriting the tablets in his own words. 
which is common in religion. I don't know if you knew that. Oh yeah, a lot of the time they get given the writing in its purest form, but then they have to interpret it. Well, we know that we we know where Mormonism comes from, and it comes from a con artist because he was a con man. Same with Scientology, like. It was that he was, yeah, he was, he was a Talking science fiction writer. Artifacts and shit, the pyramid scheme. Oh. L. Ron Hubbard was the most prolific science fiction writer because he only ever wrote one draft and he just published everything he wrote. Yeah. So he released so much stuff and it was all fucking drivel. A lot of it is nuts. <laughs> and you had to pay to find out stuff. So that's already a bit spooky. <laughs> it's a religion. We're not allowed to call it a cult. It's a religion. I'd call it an organization. There's a Scientology building in Brighton. Did you know that? Why did we let that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, we, we, we've we, we've digressed a little bit now. So let let's 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 conclude because it's getting it's getting on a bit, and I need to eat. Yeah. You so. Do. In conclusion, Matt. <laughs> That's the name of the company, an inside job, Cognito Inc. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and they're, the, they're the rivals to the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good show, Matt. Watch it. It's so right. good. Everybody, watch Inside Job on Netflix. It came out on Friday, and I watched it all on Friday. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Right, conclusion, not cognito. I can do this. So to conclude... In conclusion. To conclude. <laughs> you do your conclusion first and then I'll do mine. To conclude, aliens are cool, but they didn't build shit. <laughs> At least on this planet. <laughs> well, I just... Again, why on Earth... When we went to the moon, did we sit there and build a fucking skyscraper just to, you know, let them know we'd been there? No, because there's no fucking point. <laughs> We're not staying. <laughs> if an alien literally did land here, they're going to land here. They're either going to see something they want, or they're going to be like, shit, Mark, we hit the wrong de- destination. Let's go back. <laughs> they're not going to build something just to be like, look, 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 we were here. <laughs> Mark the alien. Yeah. You don't see any alien American flags in the ground, do you? Uh, just these two little aliens wearing hard hats, one with a spanner, one with a hammer. Spanner and a hammer. Ooh, like Let's that. build this triangle house. <laughs> Maybe they were trying to build, like... I'm not even sure. <laughs> I, st- I, th- I think the most logical thing is they were like a combined observatory slash tomb you know that was the cool thing being a stargazer so you could live in your pyramid die in your pyramid and always be watching (laughs) the stars through the little holes in your pyramid or on your pyramid or you know so yeah my conclusion my conclusion to this is it's all rubbish it's bollocks it's bullshit all it is is people are looking at it's the same thing over and over again the world we live in is dark and boring and horrible and nasty. Yeah. So <laughs> let's put some fantasy in there. Let's make it a little bit more mysterious. Let's make it a little bit lighter. Let's make it a little bit... Ooh, 
But let's also make it potentially more scary. So the current scary seems fine. I think there is. A, what What do you think about the racism aspect? Do you think there is a racist aspect to the theory? I think so. I think it's racist, but I think it's not necessarily in terms. Well, inadvertently, it's more elitist, inadvertently it's more elitist than racist. Mm. Like it doesn't necessarily pick on individual people, or like it's not calling out any particular group or demographic or anything like that. It's just less fortunate people, kind of thing, you know. Like. Uh, you were either a master or a slave back then. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't really a middle ground. Yeah. You didn't go in between. Which, of course, there was. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, but not to them. You know, it was a, if you're a god I think... and people believe you're a god and you, the person who is in servitude of this god, believe it's a god, suddenly your servitude is purpose. Yeah. So you're not going to be resentful of it, are you? You're not going to be like, oh, this is bad. I can't be not doing what I need to do because this is a god, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I don't think that people who espouse this theory are racist because I, you know, it is possible, let's face it, this isn't just something I think it is. It is possible to not be racist yet say racist things and do racist things without realising it. And we see this a lot more these days because of social media. And I think because people, so, but... people share things they think are funny. Like I saw um, uh, saw somebody, somebody, this isn't racist, but this is actually a homophobic joke that somebody shared without realising it was homophobic until somebody brought, um, brought it up. And this, I apologise now, this is crass as fuck. <laughs> But the joke is, um, it's it's better to come a shitload than shit a cumload. Uh, uh, that's homophobic. Is it? Doesn't well, yeah, specify it's... genders at all. Again, it's an assumption, right? People are looking. It is a homophobic joke, by. Matt. It is a homophobic joke. But it could also be because why else would you have a load of cum up your ass? <laughs> it could be a what. It could just be a generic anal sex joke. It doesn't mm. have to be anything to do with gender specifics. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose you know, there's so. nothing specifying a man or a woman in that. You're just yeah. assuming. I think, well, because it, it was it was shared as a Most meme and it had a picture it's of going to be shared on it. by a man to yeah. other men. Therefore, it's going to imply it, but it's not inherently. You know, if a woman said that, it's still funny, right? Yeah, fair point. Oh, I, I'll give you that one. I'll give, yeah, I'll it, give you that one. It's, it's borderline, but that kind of is what makes it funny. The people who then turn around and say it's homophobic are just playing the victim because yeah. you, of all the things to take away from that joke, instead of trying to find the humour in it or perhaps trying to bond with the person and find out their actual views or anything else, no, nope, you're just going to stonewall cool offence. And that's yeah, just that's, childish. Because yeah, that, that was my point of bringing this up. The, the guy who um, who shared it is not homophobic in the slightest. Hmm. He's one of the most liberal people I've ever met. And that's me saying this. <laughs> he's like, he's more accepting than I am. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck what people do. But <laughs> it's like... I just don't, I think a lot of the, 
the modern day is people looking to get offended so they yeah. feel somewhat validated or justified in their anger or their frustration guess what you're allowed to be frustrated at how shit the world is but taking your frustrations out on other people doesn't make anyone's life any better no, you should be trying not. to fix shit you know make stuff better and if you can make jokes about like even when you hear about jokes about like certain uh, types of people or things like that you know it comes down to context if a bunch of black people are making jokes about black people they're not racist jokes anymore they're cultural because yeah. <laughs> it's what they're yeah. around it's what they recognize it's what's funny it's when you start trying to stereotype or make assumptions or talk about shit you don't know or perhaps are just completely left field and not true or projection which is where the, which is where this theory comes in mm. because it's a lot of people talking about things they don't know or they're refusing to acknowledge what's in front of them yeah like as we mentioned with the pyramids of giza the records of it being built they're the too busy looking at the fantasy of it being of it built. And ignoring the reality that makes that That's fantasy it. less likely. So I I don't think I don't think I mean there probably are racist people out there who use this. Yeah, well obviously they didn't you know they weren't advanced enough to build something like this because of this game. There is I, some, I can yeah. imagine there are people out there who think this. But I, think I don't think the theory itself is racist. Or eugenics that kind of thing uh, just superiority yeah. it's not necessarily there's an implication there's an implication of racism but as we pointed out this theory doesn't just say non-white people because you know stone age the giants causeway i think to that or you know there's this theory that they were built by aliens as well but it's also a bit of hubris if you think about it it's thinking about modern civilization as being so amazing and advanced that we couldn't have possibly been like that just a hundred years ago or two we've come a long way no we actually haven't <laughs> yeah and that's the best way to accept it is to go no they were primitive and barbaric they didn't know anything back then actually they, they kind of did <laughs> when i was in this little conspiracy theory group do you know how much we use the internet not much not much at all because the internet the wasn't something that we carried around with us in our pockets at this point. It would also take a lot of the fun out of a discussion because you could just Google the fucking answer. Yeah. But, and, yeah um, when it's a social thing, it's a bit different, isn't it? It's more just group fiction writing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Group storytelling. You know, take a take a, a common world event and pervert it just enough to create an alternate universe. Yeah. I was I mentioned to a friend that I want to get in um, one of my next tattoos. I'm going to, I want to get is an all seeing eye tattoo straight away. He was on it. He was on that. Do you want to be fucking killed by the Illuminati? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I want to join them. <laughs> There's a certain fetishization by the Illuminati in it. Like, I don't think it's the idea that a single organization runs the world that's appealing. I think it's the fact that people 
get given the status of Illuminati, yeah. and that turns them on. <laughs> they get that's... everything and more because you don't yeah. know. <laughs> that's for another episode. <laughs> that is definitely for another episode. Doesn't see anything. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt's smashing his room up. No, it didn't well. Smash. I think we've probably exhausted all that we can talk about, the two of us can say about Ancient Aliens. So we'll leave it out down to, to you now. So get involved. Let us know uh, on the social medias, the Sheeple Show podcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with I say it all the time, you want to get in touch with me personally and not say anything publicly, andy at flybypants.com. And I will pass the message on to Matt. Because I have not set Matt up with a fly by email address yet. Do you think pants are alien? Pants? Only Isn't our pants can UFO? fly. <laughs> it's a fly. Isn't it really I would love. <laughs> I would love to see a UFO in the shape of fucking <laughs> Y fronts. <laughs> I was going to say this earlier. Actually, you just reminded. I just remembered. I should have said this. Can you test? I should have said this on the weekly roundup. Um, so one of my, I've recently read probably the best description of a UFO sighting I have ever seen. <laughs> and it's and it's a film director, it's a famous person, one of my favourite filmmakers, um, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Right? The horror guy. One of the, sorry? Guillermo del Toro, the horror guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest filmmakers. I just want to point movies. out, though. I can't say his name. Guy. Horror. Uh, he likes horror. Yeah. He likes mysticism. Yeah, yeah. He, he made Hellboy. He made the first two Hellboy films. Pan's yeah. Labyrinth, one of the most visually stunning live-action films ever. The guy's incredible. So when he was young, he saw a UFO. Right? And his description of it it's beautiful. So he described this UFO as really crappy in design <laughs> and a disappointment. Yeah. It was a flying saucer with blinking lights. Really fucking cliche. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favourite UFO description ever. Really cliche. Man, I kind of want to go around now with a bunch of, like, dodgy perspective shots of UFOs, rating them out of 10, and just being like, 4 out of 10, not enough lights. <laughs> 2 out of 10, no rotation. <laughs> 6 out of 10, spherical. <laughs> oh, I just love the idea, just looking at a UFO going, that is really cliche. <laughs> yeah. Just the idea of rating it, you know, sitting there going, yeah, no, the design was crap. I didn't find it appealing. <laughs> Never yeah, mind. Come on, aliens, you can do better than that. Now. You built the fucking pyramids, for crying out loud. Well, again, I think that is the reaction we're going to have when we find aliens for the first time. Oh, is that it? Hmm. They're kind of just like us, but different. like <laughs> sentient jelly. No, I think that would be interesting. They're literally just going to be, they're going to look like us, they're going to talk like us, they're going to sound like us, but they'll be green or something. And we'll be like, oh. And then we'll be racist by calling them green skins or whatever. But well, that's there a different have story. been green people, the, the green children of Warpit. Do you know this one? 
No, but there's your aliens in real life. Okay, well, I'll tell you about this after we stop recording. But um, yeah, if anyone is listening, if you want to look it up, the Green Children of Warbit, look it up. And uh, yeah, I think that's us. <laughs> so we'll be back with you next week, next Wednesday, talking more shit. <laughs> Three out of ten. Not <laughs> enough UFOs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll say your goodbyes, Matt. Hello. <laughs>